0: World, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello ladies and gentlemen. I am Rochelle Indra. I'm your hostess with the mostest today and we've come to my favorite episode of the season. This is the mystery episode. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. I need some crowd applause noise right now. Uh um, <laughs> because this is the secret episode. Why is it secret? Because every time I bring this up on social media, everybody is so excited about it, so grateful that I talk about it, and yet it almost immediately gets taken down. I get shadow banned. I get in trouble for it, which I think is absolutely ridiculous because this is something we as society should be talking more about. And as always, this is something we absolutely should be talking about in schools, and of course, we are not doing it because it is so taboo. But what made me start thinking I really needed to do a podcast on this is that I get really, really upset. <laughs> Shocker, it's me. I get really upset when we talk about self-care, and we talk about self-care, and it's usually self-care for women right? Oh, you're a busy mom. You're a busy wife. You're a busy gal of the world. You need to be doing better self-care. And all this is, although this is true, it seems like it tends to be men that come up with what our self-care should be, or it's male inspired. It's like, you know, take a sexy bubble bath. Why does my bubble bath have to be sexy? Or um, get your nails done or buy yourself a new dress, put on some makeup, go out there and go to a bar and be sexy, get in shape. It's all these things about our outward appearance. And that drives me nuts. And if one of those things truly is self-care, truly is something that nourishes your soul and recharges you, awesome. Go with it. But I don't think that that is most of ours way of doing self-care, if we even know what self-care is. And like I said, most of those are targeted to women specifically, and men, and uh, they, them, like everybody needs self-care. So there is this absolutely phenomenal self-care that we can do that is incredibly healthy. It's free. It promotes relaxation Gives better sleep, reduces stress, can reduce uh, depression, boosts self-esteem, clears up acne, dulls pain, releases endorphins, which cause feelings of physical and mental well-being, helps raise your libido, and have a better sex life. Damn, that's incredible. I promise you it's not meditation because I know most of us fucking hate meditation because we're not good at it. Isn't that incredible though? Listen to that. That sounds amazing. And it's free. Wow. I want to do that kind of self-care. I want self-care that will help me sleep and reduce stress and clear up my skin and help my sex life. Amazing. What could this self-care technique be? Dun, 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 dun. Drum roll, please. It's masturbation! Yay! Woo woo! And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we're going to be talking about today. And that is why it is the mystery episode. Because I challenge you not to turn this off. And I know that if I say the masturbation episode, most people will not listen. Why? Because masturbation and the topic of it makes people incredibly uncomfortable. It makes people incredibly uncomfortable. And I know that a lot of people want to turn this off right now and not talk about this and not listen to somebody else talking about this. So I challenge you to not turn this off, but instead to think, why does this make me uncomfortable? Because you know me, I'm always going to say, let's get to the root of the thing. Let's get to what is the feeling underneath the feeling. If your immediate reaction when I talk about masturbation is, oh, I just, uh, uh, my muscles tighten up. Uh, I get really anxious. I get stressed out. Um, I just want to get rid of it. I just want to turn you off. Why? Does it bring up shame, Do you feel bad about yourself? Is it anxious-inducing? Is it uh, just pure embarrassment? Is it confusion? Do you feel overwhelmed by the subject? Is it hard to hear a woman talk about this? I know that can be it for a lot of people because masturbation is not something that we tend to talk about in society. And when we do, it's often in joke form right? Like, I mean, how many of us grew up with jokes about masturbation? Yeah. Raise your hand unless you're driving. Please don't raise your hand if you're driving. But most of us have, right? Most of us know tons of masturbation jokes or have heard them. And they're mostly about men. In fact, I don't even know that I've heard one about women. And this is what we do in society. If we have to talk about something that makes us uncomfortable, we make jokes about it. I mean, hello, it's me. I'm the master of that. So unfortunately, this is all we are really educating our youth about this is through jokes. And as I said, usually jokes about men and male masturbation. So is this something that is uncomfortable to hear a woman talk about? Is this something that's uncomfortable to hear somebody talk about who's not a doctor? Right? Like maybe you're like, eh, I can hear a woman talk about it, but like in a clinical setting, like if she was a doctor... How is it to just say, okay, I'm going to sit here and listen to a normal woman talk about masturbation? Does that make you uncomfortable? Does gender come into play here of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable? And then I want you, as I always do, to look back once you have identified what is the feeling that comes up around this subject. To identify where does that come from? When's the youngest I remember feeling this way about the subject? When did I even first hear about the subject? Because for a lot of us, it's religion. And I really try to stay out of religion, and I really try to be respectful around religion, around people's religious choices. I'm a big fan of people having religious freedom and believing whatever they need to believe and this is one of those very few times where I am openly going to say, screw the church on this one, because the church, specifically uh, Christian and Catholicism, that's just because that's what I'm mostly aware of, because that is um, mostly what's in our culture. I do not know how a lot of other religions handle this, um, but there's so much shame and guilt and, you know, you shouldn't do this. You're going to go blind all that sort of stuff. And so for a lot of us, that is our first understanding of masturbation is don't do it. You're going to go blind. Don't do it. You're a bad person. And we hear that. And then we grow up believing that. And then we pass that story on to our our child, our children, right? The young people in our lives, because we are so uncomfortable because of what we were brought up in. So it is probably your first messaging around this is probably either your religion or your childhood. And it's probably negative. Most people I talk to about this, and (laughs) you may be shocked or not shocked to know that I talk about this a lot of time, a, a lot with a lot of different people because I find it so fascinating that we don't talk about it in society. It is It absolutely just shocks the shit out of me. To me, it's like as if we didn't talk about eating, right? It's something everybody does, everybody thinks about, everybody wants to do or vehemently doesn't want to do. And yet we just pretend it's not happening or we, we don't do this thing that we really want to do, that we have an instinct to do. And I, I wonder why. I wonder, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we doing this to other people? And people are shocked when I bring it up. Oh, uh, uh, I remember I, uh, moved in with a man and before we moved in, I said, uh, so something we should get straight. It was like, maybe, maybe it was like the first day we moved in together. And, um, I said, okay, so, uh, when do you masturbate? And he was like, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And I said, well, we live together now. And I think that we should talk about uh, when each of us masturbate so that we can give each other privacy. I said, well, you, you, know, you go away to work. I work from home. So ah, I have ample opportunity. I'm fine. But you're not home very much. And you're rarely home without um, me or other people in the house. So you know, when do you masturbate? And this was a man that I was deeply in love with that I had shared so much with, he had shared so much with me. We were in such an open, vulnerable, loving relationship. We were deep into our sexual relationship at this point. Felt like we knew each other incredibly well sexually, explored tons of things together, and yet he turned bright red. He's like, I, I, I can't believe you, you're, you're asking me that. I mean, he couldn't even get the words out. And I was like, well, of course, because you have a right to do that. And I want to make sure I don't interrupt it. And he, I mean, he couldn't even talk. And so I said, do you do it in the shower? And he was like, yeah, like, I guess like morning shower before work. But I I always think about you. I always, I'm like, you don't have to say that. It's very sweet. It's very lovely. You don't have to say that. That is your private business. That is your private time. You do whatever you need to do that's, that's your business. Most of, believe me, I'm, you know, somewhat controlling. So I'm like, most of our relationship is my business and my control, but this one area, that's all you, bud. And so he said, yeah, I, I, the shower before work. I mean, and oh God, just the, it was like, he was starting to sweat. He was so uncomfortable. And I said, okay, great awesome. Um, Then I will make sure that when you get up in the morning and and go to take a shower, I will try not to interrupt you, you know, with coming in and talking to you or, you know, banging on the door to ask you questions before work. I'll give you your private time unless I really need you. And he was like, okay. And then it wasn't until like months later, he was like, wow, that was really cool. That was really thoughtful, like to give that sort of space. And it just reminded me that even – somebody that I'm so incredibly close to and had a sexual relationship with, still this is that one area that we really don't talk about. And I think that I'm somebody who's very comfortable talking about this because I'm so interested in it and because I think that women don't talk about it enough and we don't talk about it in society um, for women either Uh, We don't bring it up around women. I've had many men, um, I guess when I was younger, men be like surprised that I masturbated. Um, Now I think it is more widely known, more widely accepted because of porn and porn shows it. Not that porn shows it in a correct way very often. I want to put that out there. It is performance-based in porn for women, but it is starting to get it more socially understood that women do this just like men do. Um, and so it's something that I've always thought we should talk about because really often I'll bring it up, jokes, right? Joke form. Um, or just talk about it with friends and <laughs> parties, groups of people, you know, whatever. And inevitably someone will come up to me, usually women afterwards and, and ask questions about like, oh, you know, do you know about this thing and that thing? And I have a question here and it's make me a bad person. And I think I do it weird. And, you know, just all these questions that we have about our bodies and we have about masturbation and we have about what it is and what it means. And I'm not a doctor, so we are not going to get into that side of it. But The fact that so many people come up and talk to me about it just because I'm so open and honest about it means that we have so many thoughts and questions about this and we feel so alone, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And this is our bodies. We have a right to do with our bodies anything we want. We have a right to touch it and explore it in any fucking way that we see fit like I said, this is where I do not agree with religion on this one, especially because I think it represses women masturbating because there, is, there, uh, there can be this idea of, of not being able to control a woman's sexuality, right? So much of society is about controlling women's sexuality and oof, a woman can pleasure herself. <sighs> Ooh, that's a really scary thing. And it shouldn't be because on my list, one of the things is that this can improve your sex life. It's one of the things I champion to friends and to clients and to people I know, especially women, that this is a way to understand your body more so that you can have better orgasms or perhaps even the first orgasm ever with your partner. Because if you are in opposite sex relationship, um, as, as I... I always am. I don't know, like I stumbled. I almost said often am. Um, always am for me. Uh, you know, men don't have my equipment. They don't actually, they don't know how to use it. We have this whole fantasy and we have, society sells us that like, oh, men should know everything to do with our bodies, right? They should be perfect at going down. I always say, first time a guy goes down on me, all he's showing me is how the last girl liked it. I'm like, oh, so that's how Becky liked it. Okay. Good to know. And I always like when we see their ex um, around for still, if he's still friends with his ex, I always like want to go up to her and be like, oh, so really that side licking thing that really worked for you, huh? I never do. I never try to humiliate everybody <clears throat> in the situation, but it's not men in my life's fault. It's that they are trying to do what their partner likes and be guided that way. And there's no universality to what we like. And so you have to teach them, right? We we talk about this. Like you have to teach um, your partner, even in a same-sex relationship, right? Uh female to female, like you still have to teach your partner how you like it and you know, how you come to orgasm, whether that is through going down, whether that's through physical sex, whatever it is, you have to teach your partner. But I get so many clients say, well, I don't know what I like. And when I say so many clients, I put myself in that category. I've spent years saying, well, "I don't know what I like." Cuz they're sort of like, "You know, I've been with some really wonderful loving men who wanted to please me sexually. Uh, that was their whole goal in us being intimate was to sexually please me. And I didn't know how to explain it to them." And then I would feel shame and embarrassment. And I know this, what I'm saying right now is going to hit a lot of women really hard and perhaps men too. I didn't know how to explain it to them. So then I felt bad. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt all this pressure to understand myself, to know myself when I really didn't. And we will do and need to do an entire podcast just on talking about sex in a relationship. Um, so one of the things I had to personally remind myself of when I was in sexual relationships and my partners would ask like, what do you like? What do you need? How do I get you to orgasm? I'd, I had to stop and say, wait a minute, I do have many of these answers because I can do it for myself. So let me go back and look at how do I do this myself? And I want you to only have partners who are opening, open to learning. So I've had lovely partners. Where I said, okay, I, I'm not 100% sure what I like or what will work or not work, but this is how I do it myself. And they've been more than happy to follow my lead, to learn about it, uh, because that's right. That's what good intimacy is it's that mutuality of, of expression, of, of mutual pleasure. But I only know these things because I masturbate. I only know these things because I have taken the time with my own body to say, "Ooh, does this work? Does that not work? Do I like this toy? Do I like that toy? Um, this position, that position." You're so welcome for all this information about me, and I—I I mean, I share it. Although it, you know, can even make me self-conscious doing this episode and talking about this, especially if you're somebody that I like—I'm going to run into at the grocery store, or you know me from uh, my coworking space. we still have to talk about it. It, It's so important. And I have struggled with this too, even though I am so open about talking about this, I still have my struggles and, and insecurities about it just like everybody else. And I think the more we are open to talking about this, the more we are open to exploring our body and understanding how our body works. Because let's be clear, Our sex ed in American school systems is absolute positive shit, pathetic, pathetic shit. So you're not learning how your body truly works at school, right? And porn is absolutely not showing you how your body works, especially for a woman. So at least self-pleasure, at least... Figuring it out yourself and figuring out multiple ways yourself is going to boost your sex life, is going to give you something to talk about with a partner, to explore with a partner. I'm not going to say you're going to get it right and perfect and if, oh, you masturbated more, you'd have a perfect sex life, but it's a starting point, understanding your body And being able to explain it or show it to somebody else, believe me, men love it when you show it to them too, right? So understanding that and being able to to share that with your partner in any way that is best for you. So religion is one of the issues, uh, is one of the problems with people feeling shame about this, about doing this. And the other one often is, childhood trauma around this. This is a natural thing that children do. There are studies that little girls masturbate in the womb. I fucking guarantee you that was me. Um, This is something that children just do naturally. They just explore their bodies, right? If you're a parent, you know, kids just explore their bodies all the time. I've sat and watched kids at a park just playing with their elbow for 20 minutes, right? Like they're just so interested in their bodies as we should be, as we absolutely should be. And many of us were shamed about this as a child because our parents were shamed about this. And then they accidentally went and did the exact same thing to us, right? Ancestral trauma. We are passing down this shame. And whether it's religious-based shame or just This is the secret in society that we don't talk about, and therefore I am self-conscious about it. I don't know how to handle the fact that you are doing this, so I just need you to stop because it's making me uncomfortable. And so we accidentally shame our kids about this. We walk in on them touching themselves and, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Stop doing that. Take your hand out of your pants, like really loud, really aggressive, really violent, to them just touching their bodies, which to them seems and truly is the most innocent and normal thing they could possibly do. And then we shame them. And we make them feel like there's something wrong with them and something wrong with their body. That their body is shameful, that their body is disgusting, that their body is gross. And at least, you know, for in my age group, and I, and I don't know about earlier or younger, but in my age group growing up, I'm 40. We at least made so many jokes about men and boys masturbating that it was a little bit more acceptable that boys did. Oh, boys, you know, boys will be boys. Oh, boys are always so obsessed with their penis. Oh, boys are so obsessed with their junk. They're showing you their balls all the time as little kids. Like, oh yeah, that's how boys are. Why don't we say that about girls? Why can't girls be obsessed with their bodies? Why can't girls be super excited and interested and turned on by their own bodies? Why isn't that also talked about? So girls don't even get that reinforcement that that's a thing. I'm 40 and still meet women all the time when I bring this up who come up to me after or pull me aside and say, I thought I was the only one that did that. I didn't know other girls did that. I didn't know other women did that. And I was like, oh, yeah, sister, every single day. Are you kidding me? It's the best de stressor. So we need to be talking about female masturbation too more in society. And I'll be 100% straight up with you. I think one of the other reasons why I am so comfortable talking about this is that I had a very, very healthy upbringing around this. I was very lucky. I'm Oh my gosh. Uh, The things I share with my parents. So I've had really good conversations with both my parents about how they talk to me about masturbation as a child. And I remember um, quite a while ago, I had a conversation with my mom and I said, I think one of the reasons I'm so comfortable talking about masturbation is that you guys never shamed me as a kid. And I'm so grateful for that. And my mom said, yeah, you know, that's one of the things I'm really Proud of myself about is she said, I, you know, when you were very little, I read an article that said you should never shame children for masturbating. You should never, especially little girls, because then they have this shame about their bodies and their bodies are bad and gross. And then they never explore their bodies and then they have trouble in their sex life growing up. So she said, um, the article was really just about doing it in the appropriate place. And that is what my parents instilled in me. That is what the research says. My parents were so right on about this. Yes. The research supports this. That you never shame them about doing it, but you do need to let them know the appropriate place to do this that there are appropriate ways and places and things. And so I wanted to talk about this with you because a lot of you may have children, small children, or you have small children in your lives and you've no know other parents. And this is such important information to get out there because as parents, we all worry about wanting to do the right things as a child to make them successful adults right? That's what being a parent is about, is about loving your children and getting them ready to be adults. And as much as it is so hard for many of us to hear, some of that is also about their sex life. I know, I know. It's just like mind blowing to even say that it is so hard, but it is so true because our sex life, our sexual feelings, our sexual desires, our sexual wants are a part of who we are. It's normal, it's incredibly healthy. It's what keeps us incredibly healthy. And part of our job as parents is to support that. So I'm just going to go with my example and what the research talks about, the example of me as a child. So my parents were really good. And I, um, have dated several men with small children. I've always talked to them about this, especially there's, you know, when I'm dating a man, obviously who has children, he's divorced. So, you know, he's single parenting when he's on his side. And I, I dated a man who, um, walked in on his daughter um, masturbating and and freaked out. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. We are not going to do that. I stepped in immediately and I was like, we are not going to do that. We are not going to shame her about it. And he was like, yeah, but I don't want her to ever do it in front of anybody. I don't want somebody to see that. I don't want her to do in public. Absolutely. There's a lot of things kids do that we don't want them to do in public. So we teach them appropriate places. And my parents, I remember, sat me down and said, oh, and I think they called it doing my thing. I think that was like, that that was the term we used. Oh, I see that you're doing your thing. That's great. Remember, when you do your thing, you do it in your bedroom alone. Nobody watches you do it. Nobody helps you do it. Nobody else touches your body that way but you. And that was that. No shame. No shame no guilt, no, you're bad. And I think there was a couple of times, um, cause I was a very small child. There was a couple of times where they'd be like, Oh, Hey, I see you're doing your thing. Okay. Remember you do it in that in, um, your room with the door closed. Yeah. Um, one thing I always side note that I always, um, add to, especially for little girls, um, is you wash your hands first, just, a. Lovely thing to throw in there, especially because little kids' um, hands are dirty all the freaking time with just all sorts of disgusting, weird things. So um, when I have dated men who have uh, small children, especially little girls, I say, oh, that you're doing your thing. Great. Um, You know, just keep it very casual. Um, Remember, you go do that in your room. And then when you're done, you can come back out. And I just remind them, remember to wash your hands before and after because you're a part of the family and you have to wash your hands after too to um, rejoin the family. And like I said, my parents reminded me a couple of times and, uh, that was it. That was totally, totally it. I remember one time, so interesting that I remember this, um, my mom walked in, I was very little and my mom walked in to like put my laundry or something. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm doing my thing. And I waited. I had that moment of waiting to see if this was bad or wrong or shameful. Uh, I mean, I'm 40 years old and I still remember this. I was pretty little. I remember my mom was just like, yeah, I know. I'm just putting your laundry away real quick. You're fine. You're doing it in in the place that that you're supposed to do that. You're doing it in your room with your door closed. Great. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Awesome. And it has so helped me in my sex life moving forward. And when I do talk to other people who have these sorts of experiences, positive experiences about masturbation um, as children, that's, it it has helped them immensely. And you get to throw in there the part about nobody else touches you this way. Because the problem with so much of what happens to children who are being taken advantage of is that nobody explained any of this to them. They don't know that it's wrong for someone to touch them there. Because we get so uncomfortable about talking to our children about this that we never have that conversation with kids. And so that's a great way to have that conversation about you get to touch your body this way. You get to explore your body this way. Nobody else ever does until you're much, much older. And then that's a ton of fun too. But (laughs) do you want to explain that part to them? But you also are getting to throw in that nobody gets to touch them this way, and nobody gets to see them do this. That this is their very private thing. Um, and you know, if you have children that share a room with someone, you can find a different place. Like you can say the bathroom with the door closed is where you get to do your thing, or whatever you want to call it. Some people really um, want to call it by its you know true name, masturbation. Whatever it is that is the correct way for you uh, to say it and to talk about it with your children. I highly encourage that because you are encouraging them to have a healthy relationship with their body, healthy self-esteem around their body. Because remember, that was one of the things in the beginning. It promotes healthy self-esteem for children and for us growing up around our body and then promotes us having a healthy sex life. Australia did a study years ago that... 89% of kids between the age of 10 and 12 that were surveyed masturbated. So if you think, oh, that's not something my kid does. Oh, that's not something my kid's interested in. Or, oh, I'm going to talk to them about it way later. Like when they're teenagers, it's too late. They've already started. Most kids have already started. So making sure that you talk to your kids about this young because a lot of them are, are already doing this. And then we get to adulthood. And I talk to a lot of clients having issues in their sex life, and I ask them, do you masturbate? And many will say no, that they forget that they wish they did more, but they don't have time. But there's, you know, they got kids or their partners around, they, they don't have this time for themselves. They're not making this time. Even if they enjoy it and want to do it, they just can't find the time. And I always remember, remind them to try to make that time because it is such good personal self care. And when clients say, "Oh no, I don't," we explore why. And let me put the caveat on there: if you are somebody who is just not interested in masturbation, you truly you've you've listened to this entire podcast, you've really thought about it, and you've said, "You know what." I'm just somebody who doesn't have any desire. There's no shame around it. There's no anxiety around it. I just truly don't have the urge to do it. That is also fine. Please hear that. That is also fine. You don't have to masturbate to be a happy, healthy, successful person, to be a sexual person. You don't have to. So please, please hear that as well, that I don't want you to feel ashamed that there's something wrong with you for not doing this. But I do encourage you, if you are somebody who's not masturbating, to really look at why. Are you not making time for it? Do you have shame around it? Um, I have had several um, women tell me that their husband doesn't masturbate, um, and they don't necessarily know why, but their husband doesn't masturbate, and I always bring up, wow, it's a lot of responsibility he's putting on you to meet all of his sexual needs. And we really can't put on somebody else to meet all of our sexual needs all the time. Every time we're horny, every time we're turned on, every time we want sexual gratification, that our partner is responsible for it. Right? We've you guys listened to my other podcast. How can you get your needs, needs met a different way? And I don't want in your relationship for you to solely be getting your need, your sexual needs, your orgasmic needs met through masturbation. But it's often not healthy to solely get it from sex as well. That there is a give and a take there, and not make your partner solely responsible for meeting that need in you. I dated a man once who said, "Oh, I don't masturbate." I've had several men actually tell me that, and I. And then I, you know, pry more into it. Most have admitted, yeah, I actually do. I just was worried about what you would think of me or what you would say if I did. And one, though, said, no, he really, truly didn't. And I expressed to him that that is hard for me because I don't want to be the person that is totally responsible for all of your sexual release. That is an incredible responsibility to put on me. And we had to have a, a whole talk about um, about that specifically. So, as I said, if you don't, that's totally fine. If it really is something that doesn't feel right for you, no problem. But if you don't, and there's and you really sit and feel why, and there's some guilt and there's some shame and there's some emotions that come up with that, I would love for you to really look at what that is. Really look at what feelings come up because this is what we do in this podcast, right? If I, if I do nothing else, I just want you to not go around the world and in your life asleep, pushing down your emotions and feelings. So if you can just take some time to really think about, huh? why don't I do this? And is there something wrapped up in here about this? And is this something I'm willing to share with my partner about? Is this something that talking about it in my partnership and having them talk about it with me would actually help our sex life actually help our intimacy life? So I bring that up as well. That's something, and, and I brought up a lot, um, my own experience, because I'm female and, and I have heterosexual sex, I brought it up in in that respect of, of what it is for me to talk about this in relationship, but as, as a man, you know, what is it that exploring the way that you masturbate, if you masturbate with your partner, could help as well, could help in yours, and help them understand how your body works, right? You know, we often make these jokes like, oh, penis is a penis, meh. You know, it works this way. All guys are the same. All guys are not the same. All guys are absolutely not the same. And different men enjoy different things. And that's also a beautiful and wonderful thing to talk about in your relationship, if that's a safe place. And if it's not a safe place to discuss this, why? Why isn't this a safe place? Something to think about. And then lastly, getting rid of this guilt and shame That we have around this by talking to your children young, early in life. And even if you have older children, it's never too late to talk about this. I mean, so it's probably not the thing that you pat your kid on the back and say, hey, so tell me about your masturbation practices on their way to college. I don't know that that's the place to start. But when you have children still in the home, is this something that they have questions about? There's a lot of questions kids have around sex, but there's also a lot of questions kids to have around masturbation, around how their body works that come up as well that we don't ask. We say, if we're not going to ask about sex, we're certainly not going to ask our parents our questions about masturbation. When not all sexually active teenagers who are of sexually active age do do it. I think when I, the last time I looked at the statistic, half the children um, who graduate high school, half have had sex and half hadn't. I do not know what it is. That's probably a 10-year-old study. But even if your children are not having sex, they're still probably masturbating. They still probably have questions around that. And how can you get past your own guilt, your own shame, your own internal story, internal dialogue about masturbation how can you push that aside to be the parent that you want to be for your kid and to have that open dialogue with them about that and let them know there is nothing wrong with it that it is a good thing that you could have perfect skin like me <laughs> from doing it every day now you don't have to do it like that but being able to have that conversation with them that there's nothing wrong with them. And if they have any questions about it, they can come to you. And if you don't have the answers, you can find the answers for them. I would love that. I would love for us as a society to stop that ancestral trauma we just keep giving to the next generation and the next and the next to break that pattern so that the next generation of children can grow up not having shame around their body, their exploration, and their sexuality. So I hope you join me on this mission. Okay, love you guys. So there you have it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and follow me at Coach Rochelle Indra on TikTok and Instagram.